Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. Tim with Fred and Steve. Uh, If you want to follow us on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in today's issues. Type in today's issues. That's our, uh, you know, use that phrase to find us on Facebook or YouTube. We live video stream on our Facebook page and our YouTube page, by the way. Steve Jordahl, good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm well. Had a good weekend. And what, what, what was the highlight? Fred's highlight was his garage sale. What was your highlight? My highlight would have to have been, well, I actually worked on Monday morning. So I like, uh, I like getting up, coming in early. If I have to do that, I like getting off at like 10. It makes right. me feel like I've worked a whole day, and I get off at 10, and I have the rest of the day. Went and visited in-laws uh, down in Columbus, yeah. uh, Mississippi, and had some oh, some fabulous um, beef 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 uh, roll. It was beef roll. Boston, what do they call it? You got to be Boston. careful on Christian radio. What, I know, what you're one. about to say right there. <laughs> well, I'm not uh, going to say it. But a nice <laughs> part of a nice part of the cow barbecue. Yeah, that tastes exactly. very good. It was very and it was very yeah, very tender. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what what do you got leading off? Uh, breaking news: We've just found out in the last hour or so that the Taliban have announced the formation. I'm reading this from CNN of a hardline interim government for Afghanistan with key roles being shared among veterans of the militant group and their US and their allies in the US sanctioned Hakini Hakani I'm sorry Hakani network so they've named the the top people two of these top brass in the uh, new Taliban interim government are known wanted terrorists on on US watch lists I I'm totally shocked I know that that could never happen yeah you know, we played last half hour. We didn't really comment on it much, but it was uh, Millie, the uh, Mark cha- Milley, yeah, Mark Milley, the general who's chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he was asked about the reconstitution of Al Qaeda and other terrorist groups in Afghanistan. He said, "Yeah, it's going to happen in the next year or two. Yep. Basically, isn't that what he said? The That's high likelihood, mm-hmm. which made me wonder, what in the world did we just leave there for then? If, if that's going to happen, if you gave the Ameri- if you gave the American people the choice between leaving twenty five hundred troops in Afghanistan to prevent women's eyes from getting gouged out, and and Al Qaeda setting up camp again, Al Qaeda and other terrorist groups mm-hmm. in Afghanistan unabated, I think the American people will probably choose to keep the twenty five hundred or three thousand troops there. Despite the fact that we all want us out of foreign wars, right? But for the last 10 years, we haven't had anybody killed in Afghanistan. So it's kind of just been a preventative, uh, uh, prevent it from Until a week ago, we collapsing, had- prevent it from, prevent Afghanistan from collapsing. And, and from terrorist groups like right. Al-Qaeda being able to set up camp in Afghanistan. Again. Until, uh, until last week, we hadn't had anybody killed in the last 10 Years. That's what I'm saying. So it, it wasn't an active war, a war, uh, military engagement going but, on. Basically, but wh- but it was kind of like South Korea and, right. and Germany, right? Right, right. Now, to be there. fair, President Trump wanted us 
out too, and he was going to get us out too. And I do think the overwhelming sentiment of the American people is get out of Afghanistan. But I'm just saying, as you look at it uh, objectively, you got to say, well, what's the cost? Well, the cost is stationing 2,500 to 3,000 soldiers there and Marines and others. Indefinitely. Uh, okay, well, that's the cost. What's the risk if we pull out? Well, we see what the risk is now that we've pulled out. The um, the, the corollary or the continuation of the discussion that uh, uh, General Mark Milley was having was not only will ISIS and uh, the terrorist groups reform, but they will pose a threat to the United States. And Defense Secretary Lord, Lloyd Austin has said the same thing, that the terrorism has a better chance of coming back to the U.S. if uh, with the the way Afghanistan is being managed right now. On the other hand, you know what? These terrorist groups who want to carry out attacks on the United States, they can organize a lot of places. You know what I mean? There are a lot of places that are isolated in the world that you can, by isolated, I mean that aren't, you know, they could set up shop and camp. So you could make that argument. Uh, you know, they could do this somewhere in Africa or I don't know. It might some, be, yeah. You know, somewhere in Indonesia or somewhere like that. Uh, so I'm just saying um, that is true, too. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Uh, can I, we go back to the uh, to Australia and COVID for a second? Because I want to add on to what you guys were talking about. I know you guys talked about the uh, the South Australia, the Victoria, the, Victoria, the mayor there, or the the premier there. Well, it, there's another state. Victoria is one state. Uh, just to the west of Victoria is another state called South Australia. And it has implemented a new policy. Um, they say if you travel out of the state, which they call, that's what they call their state, their places, and you come back in, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And they were making you stay at a hotel and pay for it, by the way, which would cost you about $1,800. Now they say, well, you can stay in your home, but they're making Australians get a an app on their phones that has facial recognition, and geolocation, meaning they know who and where you are, and they say that they will call you at random, and you must provide proof of your location within 15 minutes. It sounds like Bible prophecy, like the spark of the beast or something. Yep. Yeah. Uh, By the way, that policy of making you quarantine in a hotel – uh, when you come back into the province, that was happening in Canada. They, they, uh, people would fly into an airport. They would be picked up in a government van and taken to a hotel, and you had to stay there for two weeks. You, you mean when you came back into the country? When you came back into the country, they pick you up at the airport. They say, okay, we're going to quarantine you for 14 days. They didn't let you go home. They took you to an approved, government-approved hotel and basically, you were behind a plastic screen there for two weeks. Is that still going on? No. No. According, that, go ahead. According to Johns Hopkins, South Australia has reported zero, this is as of uh, two days ago, zero new cases of COVID-19 since August 23rd, zero deaths since April 12th. And they're still implementing these kind of measures. I wanted to bring to you now, this, you're going to hear a little bit of yelling on uh, AFR. We have a guy, this is a man in Ottawa County, Michigan. 
And he is talking with his county board of supervisors there, talking. He is saying that um, there is a reckoning coming and that there are a lot of good people who are getting so fed up with government control that they are getting ready to do things that they never would have contemplated doing. He says it's not a threat. It's just this is what is happening in the United States. Is this where this guy yells? Yeah. Is that okay? you better turn your radio down. Just a little bit. Where is he from? Michigan, Ottawa. And why County, do we Michigan. play this? Uh, because I think it does indicate how upset Americans are getting with this. We're we're seeing people protest. I was just t- uh, telling Fred um, in Canada they're throwing rocks at Premier Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister. Prime Minister. I'm sorry, <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Um, I well, think I wouldn't recommend that either. No, <laughs> but there is a growing anger in this United States with the way. That people and we're seeing it places you never would have thought. We're seeing it on college campuses, for 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 example, that we're liberal bastions that now are saying, "Well, wait a minute, this is this is too much." Let's just uh, play cut nine. If we want to bail out of it, Tim, you go ahead. This is um, we don't know the name of the guy, but he's addressing the Ottawa County, Michigan County commissioners. But there's a lot of good guys out there ready to do bad things soon. Watch what's coming. These, these mandates are against the Nuremberg Codes. The first one states voluntary informed consent. Are you a Nazi? What is it? You're gonna sit, they send out off of Vietnam and, and fight for the country, but you're going to tell him to wear a mask? Sir, um... I appreciate the fact that I can't control myself. There's a lot of other guys that can't control themselves. Talk to me. That's why they're not here right now. Yeah. That's, I, while not, maybe everybody's that angry, there are a lot of people that are that angry. All right, what's your next story? All right. Um, Can we talk, uh, that, 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 oh, (laughs) let's talk Texas abortion. Uh, the Supreme Court, as uh, we have said here, I believe, uh, has uh, said that a law in Texas which says that you can have a private person sue you if you're involved in an abortion, the Supreme Court says we're not going to step into that yet. They didn't decide anything on the merits, but they did say we're not going to step into that. The reaction from the left has been... Uh, as you might expect, vociferous and a little hilarious too, by the way. Um, the web provider GoDaddy has a deplatformed Texas Right to Life. They had a prolifewhistleblower.com website, and they said that they're out. So now um, Texas Right to Life has uh, no website. They have to find a new hosting organization. There is <laughs> uh, the, the Satanic Temple. I hate to even mention this, but they have... They are appealing to the um, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, of all things, saying that because abortion is a sacrament in their, quote, church, that they have the religious right to do it, and they're saying anybody who wants us to stand up for you. um, (laughs) Some people are saying the Satanic Temple is the last best hope to save abortion. Where where, did you find that story? this uh, This is from... I think Fox had the story on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. the the, the uh, Satanic Temple. Where where are they located? They're located in Massachusetts, um, Salem, 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 Massachusetts. And they are yes, they how are. How many members do they have? I wouldn't know how big they are. They they do have a, quite a, a, a social media presence at mm-hmm. least. 
And they say they're not satanic. They say they're humanist. Um, they say that they don't worship Satan. But Satan, you know what? A humanist wouldn't, wouldn't acknowledge that Satan exists. Well, they say that they take they kind of take the humanist perspective of you know anything that you want to do that doesn't harm someone else. They what's say, the name of their group? Called the Satanic Temple. Anybody that claims the name of Satan is worshiping Satan. I, I'm not going to caveat this to say that they're not, but they are speaking up for abortion. And listen to this. Interesting. We've been hearing from all these leftist celebrities like Bette Midler and other people, and they're all saying that in response to the Texas law, maybe, and they don't use the word, but they're saying hey, maybe we got children listening. Maybe abstinence is the best policy. Okay. So now we have, now we have. Yeah, they're saying suggesting that the women the women should withhold themselves from the men, right? Uh, in response to uh, in response to the uh, Texas law. Yeah. Listen, you know what, folks? We can just uh, get right to the heart of the matter here and yeah. i didn't mean that as a pun because you're going to hear people yelling at each other on tv over this right i'm talking about the texas abortion law which by the way I, i'm told in our uh, we had a meeting this morning about this here on our staff uh, that uh, it this is this is already working that planned parenthood uh, which is the largest abortion provider in america and others are starting to not uh, have abortions there any longer at their facilities. That's right. what Abe told me this morning. Abraham Hamilton yep. the third. Here, here, here's here's what here's what this is all about. <clears throat> the citizens of Texas, through their duly elected government officials, i.e., the state legislature, and their duly elected governor, uh, Abbott. They passed a law, and uh, the, the other officials there too, but the legislature and the governor are primarily responsible for this law. A pro-life law in response to their convictions right. in that state. Okay? So this is not an imposition of a right-wing dictator like the left would have you believe, or it's handmaiden's tale, or it's uh, the tal the right the religious Taliban the Christian religious Taliban has taken over Texas and is is outlawing abortion or making women take their uh, making them have babies uh, you know anything like this this is this the people of Texas are free to kick these folks out if they want to mm -hmm. they can vote out Abbott they can vote out the legislature who passed this law. The state of Texas, a majority, are pro-life. It's been that way for a long time, and so this is not this is not surprising that they would pass this kind of legislation. Okay, now here's 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 what this says. This simply says in the state of Texas that if a baby has a heartbeat, you can't kill it. That's not hard to understand. If and I think it's at six weeks. Is that six weeks? Six. Yes. So in this, they're decla they're declaring in our state if a baby has a heartbeat. By the way, what's a pretty good indicator of life existing? I don't know. Maybe a heartbeat. A heartbeat, right? <laughs> a heart, nothing says you're more human to me than you can hear the heart. You can hear the heart beating. So in the state of Texas, 
if a baby has a heartbeat in the mother's womb, you can't, you can't kill it. And by the way, folks, uh, the uh, pro-choice crowd, they don't want to talk about how these unborn babies are murdered. Mm. All right. And I know we got children listening right now, but let me just tell you, if you don't know already, the way abortion takes place is it's not just, you know, you, you hear all the happy talk. I would put it about pro-choice as if it's a choice between a Chevrolet and a Ford right? or chocolate or vanilla. No, the, the, the choice is that the baby, I'm giving people time to turn the radio down if they don't want children to hear this, but I'm only telling you this because we need to be reminded of how barbaric this is. And why the people of Texas have said uh, to their legislature and their governor, we're not going to, we're going to protect innocent human life, at least when it starts with a heartbeat. The way that the abortions are done, they, they dismember the baby and then they suck it out of the womb. Then they reassemble it or it's, uh, it has an, a saline solution which is injected into the womb and it scalds the uh, unborn baby to death and then it dies and then it has to be, I mean, those are, I mean, I, I get my stomach turns even talking about that, but when people talk about abortion and they put the happy face on it and they say pro-choice this, get your hands off my body and all this, we need to be reminded while we on the pro-life side, we stand with God. Yes. All right. And the, uh, who the God in the Bible says we're to defend innocent human life and there's no more innocent human life than an unborn baby and so i just wanted to say these things because uh, it this often gets lost in the discussion on a three-minute tv soundbite where hooray for my side and your side's bad and wicked and you're making people want to have babies who don't want to ha- have them uh you know ironically i saw a, a story it was yesterday i think it was on fox news and it was about this British model, and I'd never heard of her before, but she was a, a British model, and she was uh, had a picture of her with her baby girl, looked to be about one or two years old, smiling. And the story was about how this woman wanted abortion to be defended because, in, in Texas because not all women were as um, were as financially secure as her, and I just thought this is a really weird argument this woman's making while she's holding her baby. In other words, I was wondering when this baby grows up to be eighteen, twenty years old, and is has the uh, intelligence and wherewithal to understand abortion, then she's going to see her mother was defending the right to have her killed while she's holding her in her arms. You see the irony there? Yes. The irony is not the right word, but uh, anyway. Uh, you know, it, it comes down to, and often we forget it, we talk about other issues, but it is a defining issue between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Absolutely. Because soon as this law was passed in Texas just a few days ago, you know what the reaction from President Joe Biden was? We're going to fight this. Yeah, Mr. Catholic. Yes. The Attorney General of the United States, Attorney General Garland, 
is already working on finding ways to stop this stop this law from taking place. Right. So it it defines the Democratic Party. The pro and I don't call they're it, for abortion up through the four, full nine months. Three trimesters. That, that's just that's the uh, Democrat Party position. There is no question about this. And we, you know, people need to remember this. Yeah, we can talk about economic issues. We can talk about right. vaccination issues. But this is the life of a baby. I'm reading the Old Testament right now. One of the reasons God judged Israel and they went into captivity with the Assyrians or the Babylonians is they offered their children up to to a, sacrifice. A, a sacrifice. A satanic sacrifice. Yes. Basically. God hates abortion. Right. And the shedding of innocent blood, the Bible yes. says. He hates abortion, and for anybody listening who's had an abortion, God also forgives. Right, absolutely. God also forgives, but he hates abortion. This ought to be a defining issue on how Christians vote, folks. Unfortunately, we have Christians who vote for the party who promotes abortion because they believe it. They say, well, that's just one issue. What other issue could possibly be more important than the taking of a life? Right. An yeah. innocent life. That's why a lot of people won't even consider voting for someone unless they are pro-life. Yes. Uh, so not all Republicans are pro-life. The vast majority of them are. Uh, there are a handful of Democrats still left that are pro-life, but they, they, the Democrat Party has basically purged themselves of anyone who is pro-life. You're not allowed. Remember the governor of Pennsylvania, Casey, mm-hmm. was kind of the last well-known pro-life Democrat, and he was basically told he couldn't speak at the Democrat National Convention because he had a pro-life position. Yeah. Now, that's 20 years ago or so. But, uh, all right, Steve, we got about two minutes yeah, left Yeah, let's end with some good news. <laughs> with all Shall we've we? Been talking, let's do. And I'd like to actually go back to Australia for this one, but this is good news. There's a three-year-old boy. His name is Anthony Elphalak. He went missing. He, got, he wandered off from his parents, and apparently they live in a rugged country. For three days, this three-year-old boy was missing. Well, search and rescue just found him. I saw a video of a helicopter. They found him sitting in a little puddle of water, drinking water from his hands. Apparently, none the worse for wear, although they took him to a hospital. Can you imagine being three years old and being abandoned or lost in the Australian outback and coming home alive? It's amazing. Just three. Praise God. They found him. Yeah. Uh, how many days? Three days. That's, uh, yeah. That's, you go past that, you, well, the fact that he was, uh, any, any medical uh, problems there? Is he dehydrated or anything? No, like? Well, no. He was sitting in a in a puddle of water. It was like a little muddy water, but you saw him scooping water yeah. into his mouth. Wow. He knew he was thirsty. He knew it was water. He may have been the son of Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what was that other fella that was famous in Australia? Irwin. Irwin. He, uh, died. he died. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was he called? Crocodile Hunter? Or Crocodile? What was his? Um, no, Crocodile. Cro- I'm thinking about Crocodile Dundee. But what was the guy's name? Irwin. What was he known as? A crocodile something or another, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, he was a tough guy. So The ben- Crocodile Whisperer, maybe? Oh, Bindi is his daughter. She's now Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Name? What was he known as? Uh, Come on. Up. Come on. We're running out of time. <laughs> what? Crocodile Hunter? All right. He was known as Crocodile, crocodile Hunter. Hunter. There you go. Crocodile you. Hunter. All right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, thank you, Fred. You're welcome. Thanks to Brent Creeley, our producer, Chris Woodward, Sandy, Rude, uh, Sandy Rios, and uh, Frank Turek. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great day.